not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, We're going to be taking a couple more calls. Uh, Jim, you're up next. Uh, By the way, uh, check out Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge in the meantime for uh, one of my favorite segments of all time, which I posted on there, Obamacare Rock and Roll Hits. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that one, Alan, but it's one of my favorites. Oh, I I remember the show. We were there. We were there. Yes. That was what, three years ago? Yeah. We've been doing this for a while. Uh, Jim, you're on the show. How's it going today? Hey, Sean and Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, The reason I'm calling is I had a chance to talk to your producer, Matt, last week. After your show, I was commenting to him on his remarks that he made about Bernie Sanders last week about he liked the idea that Bernie Sanders are all upset about the health insurance industry and the pharmaceutical companies. And in our conversation, I, I, me, me and you, Sean, had a conversation about this about six months. I don't know if you remember me talking to you about this on your show about the idea. And you kind of seem to agree with me. I, I just want to see if you still agree with me. I'm not sure if you remember or not, but I was looking at the um, the hearings that they had before the Affordable Care Act, and they had the um, insurance companies and the pharmaceuticals, doctors, and basically hospitals pitch it, putting in their say of what they thought should happen to health care. But if I'm not mistaken, Sean, didn't you at, uh, at one time agree that I, when we were talking that um, that those industries, all four of them, basically got special special arrangements by the government. They, they had their lobbyists in there making laws with the, the legislative branch of our federal government. Is it that kind of agreeable? Yeah, that's why I'm so upset because, like, United Healthcare has the best lobbyists of them all, and now they're looking at pulling out of Obamacare. Okay, with those agreements, wouldn't that be kind of why our health care before the Affordable Care Act was so high? I think so. Okay, now, now that the Affordable Care Act was passed, um... With the agreements, I'm sure, I think I recall hearing on your show last week or hearing somewhere that the uh, the pharmaceuticals and insurance companies said that they would agree with the federal government that they would not um, push the idea of the Affordable Care Act. They, they would not, you know. They would not lobby against them, basically. They would not lobby against them. They would not lobby for it. They would just kind of keep quiet. Correct. Okay. Was there agreements made during those hearings? Were there agreements made? to pass that Affordable Care Act with those industries that they were going to benefit in one way or another? Yeah, I mean, this all happened at the White House, but yes, they got Okay, so not only that, but since the Affordable Care Act is, is passed, um, the federal government gives subsidies to the American people that can't afford health care. So when that happens with the government paying into to that, does, wouldn't those four industries raise their prices as high as they want because they know they're going to get paid? 
You would think so. <laughs> okay. Well, so think about Jim. Think about it this way: what what has the cost of uh, college done since this, since uh, the federal government's gotten into, involved in it? Same thing. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. So if we're talking about this, and we are agreeing with this, and your your call, your listeners on your radio that you're doing this show on, if they're hearing this, if the American people have heard this over and over again. Why are we constantly just talking about it and not actually doing something about it? Because the question is, will we elect people who actually will do what we ask? Is that you, Alan, saying that? Yeah. Or or, or are we going to keep electing the same people over and over again who say one thing, and then when they get into Washington, D.C., do another? Alan, you and me are part of a of the same organization. You know which one I'm talking. Oh about. yes, I know. Okay, now we we that in that organization we have stepped up as individuals. You heard me speak last Tuesday. You knew what I said. Yep. Now, if we were to sit there, and I didn't get a chance to mention this last Tuesday night, but if we were to actually get together and uh, tell our delegation from the state of Nebraska, as we've done on one resolution already but do other resolutions that we would push our delegation to do something. And if our delegation won't do it, we go to the media and we explain what we try to get done. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you think that would, something might happen if we did that? Well, I think that I think, I think something would happen, but I also think that we have a really good representative in the Senate already who we need to keep pressing on Senator Sass to do the right thing. He came out earlier this week and, and blasting, Obama, uh, blasting Trump. Right. Uh, for some of his stands, and so I think if we can elect the right people, yeah, then we can do the but right that, thing. Okay, but it's me, a matter of holding them accountable for what they do. Let me let me say the last that I want to say on this, uh, because with that being said, everything being said, <clears throat> I guess I obviously have to do a lot more research than I've done in in the past. I did a little quick research before I called your show today. I looked up a uh, timeline. It's called Timeline History of the U.S. Healthcare System. It's on, uh, if anybody's listening, or even Sean and Alan, if you want to check this out, it's on midlevelu.com. I don't know if you ever heard that before, but they actually talk about the timeline, early 1900s, 1912, what happened 1912 to 1920. I mean, if I could quickly go through some of this, and I don't know how much time you guys got. We got uh, about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I'll do the best I can. Organize, uh, early 1900s, organized medicine begins. Uh, physicians band together to create the American Medical Association, beginning a powerful influence over health care legislation. Called that medical, medical, medical AMA is what you talked about earlier today. Call them what they are to, to affect legislation. They're a faction, okay? U.S. lawmakers in that same period, U.S. lawmakers choose not to make legislation surrounding the health insurance policy. That's only an example of what this thing talks about this on this uh, website that I just told you about. They even talk about something about Nixon to to uh, the cost of health care expe- increases after the passage of the Medicare and Medicaid in 1960s. President Richard Nixon signs the Health Maintenance Organization Act to help reduce costs. So there's legislation and things have done. I can't go through all this that, because we ain't got time. Yeah. But yeah. there's things that's been done through the health care of the history of our country. If we understand the history of our health care system, we can understand why we're at where we're at today. Yes, it didn't happen overnight. No, uh, it didn't. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for your time. we got another caller. I've been patiently waiting. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Sue, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you for calling in. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Great, What's going thanks. on? You know, about 15 years ago, I sat for my 
insurance license just because I wanted to, to see the real guts of the policies. And, mm-hmm. and I only sold two policies, but that wasn't the point. You know, the point was just to learn more. And the policy, one of the policies I sold, I sold to a guy. He was he had started his own business. He was a chimney sweep. He had two two kids and a wife. Uh, she was working, but the policy at work was costing him a lot. Right. And her, his accountant had said, you know, you work on your cash flow. He said, buy one of those HSAs. Mm-hmm. So I I sold him one, and it was it had, it had a five thousand dollar deductible, and it had uh, it was only two fifty a month. Well, then I went back and looked at the type of policies you get, you know, if you work for a big company or something where you have a $500 deductible and, you know, co-pays and blah, 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 all this stuff. And they would be, you know, that would be about seven fifty a month for him. And so when you figured out with the HSA, he was saving 6000 a year, you know, from a premium mm-hmm. for a $5,000 deductible. But... When you look at it from the aspect of the agent, the commission is triple if you sell for $750. You know, right. so, so right. the, the, the emphasis from the agent's point of view is, you know, let's, let's sell them the high price policy because our commission is a lot higher. And I think that might be what's happening in a lot of these businesses because they just don't, you know, they don't work with the, with the, you know, they don't explain it. Do well, you know what we call those people? Spreadsheeters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I understand that. I had a I had a medical savings account for a while and, and a health savings account. And um, you know, it came time for my mammogram, you know, I asked my doctor for three providers. She gave me the names, I called them up. You know, they varied in price. I think uh there was one uh behind the, it was in an office building, it was a doctor in an office building behind the Holiday Inn, and it was $85, and when I went in, you know, they didn't have the, the locked steel door for your purse and everything, you know, they just had little curtains they drew shut, you carried your stuff with you, and they had uh, clock towns, there was a washer dryer in the hallway back to the women's dressing room, you know, it's just, it was a very friendly place, and when I talked to the technician, you know, she was just, she showed me some, my mammogram, we talked about, I mean, just stuff that doesn't happen in a big, you know, sterile environment. And, and I kept going back to her until that doctor retired and she moved to Midland. So, you know, it's just, we just, uh, we just turned this thing upside down. It's not really healthcare anymore. No, and that's what we've talked about a lot on this show is that the Affordable Care Act, it was more insurance reform than health care reform and oh, exactly. it's flipped everything on its lid and when hillary, when hillary was uh working on it, her hillary care plan right she had the nation divided into four sectors and at that time i w- had been diagnosed with a tumor on my balance nerve which required brain surgery right and in omaha the they saved your existing hearing in 25 percent of cases but in at House Air Clinic in LA, it was it was seventy uh, percent, and they did they saved my hearing. I have no headaches, no problems. Right. And I actually think it saved the insurance company money because I was only in intensive care for one day out there, mm-hmm. where it was going to be two here, and the surgery was much shorter because he had a whole different technique that he went through. Right. And uh, and the people here assigned a resident to 
check on his uh, procedure because they want to spread the wealth of information around, you know. But today, I don't know that that would happen. Right, and let's, you know, you talk about Hillary Clinton and her health care uh, ideas. Remember the Harry and Sally ads? Yeah. <laughs> and that scuttled that whole plan right from the very start. So, right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sue, hey, for calling. Hey, Sue, th- can you hang on for the line? I wanted to ask you something yep. uh, sure. real quick. Uh, okay, we've got one more second, just enough time for our final thoughts. Maybe a chance to talk a little politics here, Alan, uh, on okay. the program. 402-342-1290. I guess you're just going to have to put that in your phone for next week because we're probably not going to be able to get to any more phones today, but we will give you our predictions next.